we tell stories that engage, inspire, and have a lasting impact? How do we turn thoughts and ideas into effective and authentic storytelling? How can we use stories to make a difference in our work, lives, and communities? I'm your host, Camille DePutter, and together we'll explore what it means to tell stories with heart. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Storytelling with Heart podcast. I am your host, Camille DePutter, and today is a Coaching with Cam episode. And in today's episode, I am going to talk to you about some foundational communications principles that are going to help you communicate better, connect better with people, and that are not to be missed. Now, if you are a leader of any kind, if you are a CEO, an owner, a founder, a senior executive, or just someone who wants to reach more people, communicate better, share a message with the world, or simply connect with others, then I really want you to take today's episode to heart. There has been so much attention lately towards the AI tools and what they can potentially do for us in terms of generating content or research or making jobs move quicker. Um, And this certainly has, uh, you know, a lot of connection to the work that I do in the field that I work in of communications. I'm not going to get into the details of those tools today, but what I am going to do is encourage you to put all that stuff aside for a second and to consider some of these foundational principles that are important for us all to remember and to practice and to work on regardless of whether we are using those tools or not. And my concern is that in some of these discussions that are all around how we can use new technology and how businesses must adapt and where they're going and what they mean, that we're skipping over some need to enhance and improve our communication skills as leaders and as people in the process. And so what I want to do in today's coaching episode is to encourage you to think about some of those principles and how you can start to practice them a little bit more in your business, look for opportunities for growth, maybe consider them with your staff or team members or other people that you work with as well, so that we're not just rushing to incorporate more tools or to move faster. We're also thinking about what kinds of skills we need to build and to practice and enhance within ourselves and the people we work with. Before I get into what those principles are exactly and how to practice them, here are a few considerations, a few signs that you may need to give your communications a bit more attention. The first is this. You have a sense that you've got something to say, but you're not entirely sure what it is yet. Now, that might feel weird to say or to admit, but if you have this sense that there is something within you that you you have good ideas, you have thoughts, you have some kind of a vision going on there, you've, you've got something that you can feel that would make a difference if people could understand it. And those people might be your employees, your stakeholders. It might be 
your industry, multiple industries beyond the one that you are in, your community, the world at large. There's something that you want to influence or make better, but you just don't know exactly precisely what it is. You can't quite define it yet. And I'll tell you, many leaders have this challenge, and I have worked with a number of clients, very senior people who've done remarkable things, and they know they want to give an impactful speech. Maybe they want to write a book. Maybe they want to start a newsletter. They want to build their personal brand and kind of go beyond the the bubble that they've been in, just you know, within their own company. They want to expand beyond it and be known for really what they have to contribute and who they are. But refining exactly what that is, is tricky. So if you have that challenge, you're not alone. I'm just really inviting you to pay attention to it, that that is a communications challenge and it's one that's worth paying attention to. So that's a sign that your foundational communications principles could use some attention. The second challenge that is worth considering is a lack of clarity in your messaging, your communicating, your expression of what you really want to say. So maybe you do know what that thing is that you want to talk about. Maybe you have a crystal clear vision. It's crystal clear to you, but it's not crystal clear to other people. And every time you go to to talk about it, you might feel like you're reinventing the wheel, like you're coming up with a new language for it. You're not really sure what works or you think maybe you've expressed it perfectly clear, but the people on the receiving end just aren't getting it. They're not responding to it the way that you think that they should. And so there's some kind of dissonance there between what seems to be clear to you and what you want to be clear to other people. And, you know, this is really at the heart of so many kind of leadership communications, right? And communication in general, whether we are just talking to a friend and wanting them to understand what we're trying to say, or we're up at the podium speaking to hundreds or thousands of people. And again, that is, it's a common challenge and it's one that is surprisingly difficult to really refine and define what we're trying to get to and being able to express it in a way that other people are going to, st- going to understand. So again, that is another challenge that you may be having. Um, and again, if so, you are not alone and it is solvable. The third challenge or sign that you may need some more attention to your foundational communications principles is a lack of connection. And I think what that looks like is, okay, maybe we've got the first two covered, right? Maybe we know what we want to say. Maybe we are able to express it in a way that people do seem to get and understand. And yet, it falls flat. People just aren't really receiving it or they're not really picking it up. You know, you want to give a speech and at the end, people are asking questions where you're going, well, why are they asking that? That's not what was really important. Or they aren't asking questions. There's no, you know, lineup for you when you're done speaking to ask you more questions and shake your hand and talk to you. It's just kind of meh. 
or you know you're you're sharing your your message with people say internally to teams and staff that you work with but they're not really doing anything differently there's no real response from them and maybe even from you it might feel a little like wah, wah. you know you said the thing you expressed the thing but it feels sort of dissatisfying in some way so there's some kind of dissonant dissonance there too So I would say those are three common kind of fundamental problems or challenges in leadership communications. And if you have these, those are just some of the signs that these fundamental principles need a little more attention. They're not going to be solved by, you know, using tools to help you write faster or just get more information out there quicker because the real challenges behind them require a little bit more work and really a little bit more skill development and practice, but it is certainly possible and certainly worth doing. So here are some of those principles that I'm going to cover today. And listen, these are not all the you know possible communications principles or skills we can practice but these are five things that i really believe are worthy of attention and if you give them your attention you will naturally improve some of those problems or challenges that i just went over the first is this it's empathy it's empathy with your audience So those people in the room that you want to inspire, who you want to be running back to the back of the room where you are, you know, when your your talk is over with comments and questions and feedback and excitement, the people that you want to pick up your ideas and spread them and act on them and, and change because of them. We need to empathize with who our audience is. And that means really connecting deeply, ever, ever more deeply with their needs, with their wants, with their fears, with what their life is like, with how they view things, with what they think their problems or challenges are, with what they hope their solutions are, with what they think their strengths are. I don't think we can ever stop this exercise of empathy and still be an effective communicator because we can never fully know anyone or everyone. As close as we can get, there's always more work to do. And I know that you might enjoy using tools like ChatGPT for research to give you an avatar, say, to give you an idea of, well, hey, you know, I can quickly find out who my audience is and what they had for breakfast this morning and where they go to the gym and what they like to read. And that's fine, but it doesn't help you build the ability to empathize and imagine with what your audience is thinking and feeling and needs from you in that moment. I cannot tell you how much of my work as a communications guide and coach and editor 
is in helping my clients really think more about the people they are writing to and how they want to serve them and who those people are and how they can reach them. So this is an ongoing exercise and it's something I want you to think about more. How well are you empathizing with your audience? How much time do you spend thinking about them? And again, not just creating an avatar and putting notes down on a page, but really engaging with that process and taking the time to understand and really try to put yourself in their headspace and their shoes and understand how you might see the world through their lens. Principle number two is clarity. So when you sit down to write, you know, whether that's something that you're going to uh, to speak about, whether that's remarks or presentations or an actual piece of written work, like say uh, a piece of content, a blog, an op-ed, what have you, I want you to think about this. What problem are you trying to solve? What problem are you trying to solve? And what are you trying to say? Those might seem like obvious questions. What are you trying to say? I mean, obviously the whole point is to say what you want to say, but it's amazing how often we sit down to write or to say something without actually really having defined that. And you know what? That is totally okay. In fact, it's one reason why I am going to continue to champion the act of writing because when we write, we don't just get the written output and we don't just get the skill of improving our writing muscles, and both of those things are good and important, but we also get the skill of refining and clarifying this search for clarity that is so important in all communications. And so I want you to challenge yourself next time you go to write something to very clearly be able to say, here's what I'm trying to say. Not in any fancy language, not the, you know, the the whole elaborate thing, but just in one or two sentences, what is the point? What am I trying to say here? And you can do this as you continue to write and as you edit your own work as well. Anytime that it feels awkward or stumbly or not 100% clear, think to yourself, what am I trying to say? Similarly, when you begin and when you also end, when you go back to edit your work, can you clearly identify a problem you are trying to solve? Is there a misunderstanding? Is there something that people don't know? Are you trying to change someone's emotional state, say, give them hope when they feel none? Be very clear. What is the purpose of this communication? What problem is it trying to solve? Asking those two questions, both at the beginning of any writing and at the end when you are editing your work and making it a little bit better and and a little bit more polished, and quite frankly, any time during the writing process, especially if you feel stuck or you've lost your way, come back to this. Clarity, writing with clarity and seeking clarity is a fundamental communications principle, and it's also really a skill of its own. Number three, connection. At the end of the day, communicating is nothing if it doesn't help us feel seen as people, connected. 
Now, to be clear, I'm differentiating here from certain types of written material that might be much more direct, educational, and informative in nature, such as a manual that must be followed to the letter. Um, But if you're not writing, say, surgical textbooks or other (laughs) highly technical material, connection is going to be important. And so that means that you help that audience, that audience that you've been practicing empathizing with, help them feel seen, help them feel like you get them, help them feel like you too are a human being that they can relate to. And one of the ways you can do this is by using their language, language that they use. It can be also by expressing forms of vulnerability, not coming out with a veneer that you have everything perfect, not trying to sound smart, not trying to fit the mold of what you think a leader must be, but that you are willing to share stories, share perhaps some personal details, experiences, emotion, share parts of yourself as a human, and or, preferably and, incorporate that empathy to talk about what you think matters to them, perhaps reflect how they might feel, how you used to feel when you were in their shoes, reflect back upon what people have told you, what they've been willing to share about themselves. I had a client do this recently. I worked with him on a commencement speech that he gave at his uh, alma mater university. And he spoke to a few students in advance to hear what was on their mind. This was before we even started writing. He asked if he could speak with a few students and he did. And he just chatted with them and got to know what was on their minds, what they were going through as they were graduating. And that gave us really great insight into what they were most concerned with. And we kind of built the speech around that. We found some commonalities between them that we felt represented the, what it often feels like to graduate from university, which had to do with them feeling like, oh, you know, I'm here I, I, I kind of found my way and now I don't know what's next. And it's a little bit scary. And so he talked about experiences in his own life of not knowing what was next. And he formed a, a, a set of kind of guiding principles of his own and told stories about his own challenges in life. So the story was still providing guidance but it also showed his own vulnerability, his own failings and mistakes, and connected and resonated with those challenges that the audience themselves were likely going through. And the responses to his speech were really remarkable. I mean, it was just overwhelming, and people were so so grateful <laughs> that he had taken down this veneer that you might often see of someone giving a commencement address and was really willing to show himself, you know, but I think he also showed that he actually cared about who they were and where they were at in their own lives and that he could connect to it. I mean, this is the magic of doing this kind of 
connective communications work. And, you know, sure, a commencement address might be a little bit potentially lighter and fuzzier than some of the communications you are going to give as a leader. But ultimately, if we can see our the point of our work as a way to connect, it casts a new lens on it, and it gives us an opportunity to practice some of these, um, to practice the, the art uh, and skill of connecting with other people and really bringing that into our communications. Every time we're writing, every time we're editing, every time we're speaking, every time we're talking to another person. Foundational principle number four is vision. So ultimately, if you are a leader, you need to have some type of vision, right? I mean, that's what leaders do. They're willing to say, okay, here, as we walk, look, we might not know the entire path that is before us, but I'm willing to go first. I'm willing to suggest we turn left here instead of right. And so communication, therefore, particularly leadership communication, needs to involve some kind of vision. It needs to reflect the change you want to make, the direction that you think we should go in, the possibilities that you see, the hopeful future that you have in mind. And this needs to be new in some ways. It needs to be forward thinking, right? And I emphasize this, and maybe it seems obvious to you, but I emphasize it because, again, I see so much emphasis right now on you know, using AI tools to just get words on a page quicker or to come up with the the material using really what's already out there, you know, through through this kind of generative technology that is predictive, that is using existing words and information from the internet or other data, data sources. And while that may be useful to you, we cannot skip over the thinking work, the envisioning, the contemplating that is going to help you develop and refine true vision as a leader so that you can say things and present things that are going to feel genuinely new to people, hopeful, inspiring, forward thinking, that are going to lead in new directions, that are going to cultivate change. And that's important. And like you, likely you already feel this, and maybe you are even wishing that you had more time to put towards this. And so I just want to really emphasize it for you that it does matter, that communicating as a leader is not just about getting words out, getting information down on a paper, but for you to be able to spend the time reflecting and thinking and envisioning so that you can lead the way. Now, principle number five, and this is the last one for now, is story. Now, story can mean so many different things, and I'm just going to give you one for now. And that is the idea that you're putting the right pieces in the right order, that you are giving those different ideas, words, that stuff that you're trying to express, that you are giving it a kind of narrative structure so that it makes sense and that people can follow along and fall into it. 
This is so important because for stories to genuinely be engaging and changeful, meaning that someone reads what you've written or listens to what you have to say, and they go through the process of starting out wherever they are. They start out by not knowing something, not believing something, not feeling something. And they change through the process of listening to you. They learn more. They start to understand new concepts. They start to feel a shift internally. They feel a kind of emotional experience. As you tell them something that you learned or show how you changed, they too can empathize with you and feel themselves learning and growing and changing. Whatever the material is, by the end of it, they have changed. They have gone through some type of a journey and are somewhere slightly different. They think something new, they feel something new, and they have a sense of onward momentum. That kind of transformation is not going to happen unless the words you're saying are put together in the right kind of flow that they're going to stay with you, that they're going to pay attention, that they're going to understand, that they're going to get it and get it on a deep level and resonate with it and listen through to the very end or read through to the very end and then come out somewhere different new, changed, the person that you want them to become. And so this is why storytelling is such a valuable skill, because it is the thing that makes all of this better. And we all have different kind of natural skills and abilities. And you might be thinking, look, I'm not a writer. I'm not a storyteller. And that is absolutely fine. That's why people like me exist. That's why there are writers and editors and communication specialists and coaches like me to help you. But I just really want to emphasize to you that that story is important and you can improve those skills. Even if it's never going to be your number one, I see my clients go through this because I work with people who decidedly say, I am not writers. Uh, I'm not a writer. Lots of them have uh, ADHD. They feel scattered. Um, They don't have a ton of time also to put into refining their skills. So they really kind of think like writing is just not going to be my bag. But one of the many things that I notice in our work together is that they start to grasp what makes a story a story. And so they start to identify story ideas or they notice different experiences that they encounter, little things that happen throughout the course of the day that can maybe be useful as a metaphor or an example or a learning tool, what have you. And you can do this as well. I guess my main point is to not forget That if you are a leader and you are communicating, that story is going to be a part of that. And practicing your storytelling and surrounding yourself with people as well who can improve your storytelling will make your communications far more impactful. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that there is something in all of this that you can maybe think about practicing. I know it may feel like a lot, 
but I'll just review them again really quick. I covered empathy. I covered clarity or seeking clarity. Remember those prompts I gave you? What problem are you trying to solve and what are you trying to say? There is a connection. There is vision and there is story. So think about those. Maybe consider if there are one or two in particular that you want to practice on now. And remember that in this whole busy world that is your job, your work, everything that you've got going on, and the rush to incorporate new technology and try out new methods and tools that will make work faster and more productive, Don't forget the importance of these core principles, because I promise if you continue to work on them, to give them your attention and your focus, your communications are going to get better. They're going to be more impactful. And honestly, they're going to be a lot more fun and more fulfilling, because when you can do this stuff, you get to see the impact of your work. You see it resonate and it is amazing and you don't want to skip it. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next time on the next Storytelling with Heart podcast. Thanks for listening to the Storytelling with Heart podcast. Want to turn your thoughts into leadership and your ideas into words that make a difference? Find me and discover more free resources at www.camilledeputter.com. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to my email newsletter where I share stories, free tools, and other storytelling guidance. And never forget, your story matters.